Welcome to We On Fire Sports Podcast, providing fire takes and analysis on sports topics. We have some guests providing their thoughts across the sport landscape. No narratives here. Straight talk. No chaser. We On Fire Sports Podcast. Sports Podcast, episode number 35. Man, it feels good to be back. Thanks, everybody, or thank everybody for listening. Let me get it right, man. Episode 35, I'm so hyped up, man. Got a good one, man. Let's go around, man. It's the NFL, man. We've seen a lot of movement across the NFL with trades, big-time trades. Devontae Adams getting traded to the Raiders. We got Tariq Hill going to the Dolphins. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Matt Ryan to the Colts. All type of moves, man. I got my NFL correspondent coming through, Steve, man. We're going to chop it up about the moves that's been made across the NFL, man, the last week or so. As a free agency and trades have heated up in the National Football League. Also, too, man, going to get into the NBA as we in the final stretch of the NBA season. Got a couple key players out, man, for their respective teams, whether it's John Moran or Steph Curry. You know, we got uh, Chris Paul still out for the Phoenix Suns. So the NFL, man, is shaking and moving, man. We got the Boston Celtics out here hotter than a firecracker out here right now. So, man, the NBA is heating up as we get to the final stretch of the season. Man, so got a banger, man. This one, man. We're gonna keep it keep it real nice in this one, man. And so once again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Episode number 35. We on five sports podcast. NBA coming down to the final stretch as we getting close to the playoffs. Man, we got some teams that have made some power moves over the last couple weeks, put themselves in good position for the playoff run, for the seed teams trying to definitely get into that play-in situation. You know, one of the hottest teams on the block right now, man. We got the Memphis Grizzlies out here, man, on fire, man. John Morant. Didn't play in the last game. He's out having a little knee issue. Look like he's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks. So look like he's probably not going to get back on the court until to the playoffs for them. But they handled their business the other day against the Brooklyn Nets. And man, huge game. They always play, you know, pretty good without Jabba Rent, man, in the lineup. So I wouldn't say I was necessarily surprised, especially on how hot they've been playing over the last couple of weeks. So, man, shout out. Shout out to Memphis, man. And speaking of Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you know, he took the L, man, in Memphis, man. ESPN was down in Memphis, man. Big primetime type of atmosphere, man, down there, man. And Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant took the L in that game. But breaking news on the front from Kyrie Irving, man. He has been a hot topic across the NBA all season, been unvaccinated. 
New York having their rules about being vaccinated, him not being able to play any home games at all this season. And it appears that they've lifted the mandate, man. It appears that uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be able to play at home games for the rest of the season, including the playoffs. That may be a huge swing in the East as, man, that could definitely swing things in the East because I thought, you know, with Kyrie Irving being a part-time player, I didn't see this team really advancing pretty far into the playoffs. And that's no disrespect to Kevin Durant, man. I think he's an outstanding player, one of the best players, arguably the best player in the league. But, yeah, that, that comeback for Kyrie Irving is huge for them. You know, currently Brooklyn right now is in the eighth seed, man. So, you know, you know they're in the play-in situation. But if they got out of that play-in situation, you know, appears they'll be facing either the Miami Heat or the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. That's definitely going to be must-see TV, grudge match type of, you know, type of series, man. Is Man, as we all know that uh, the Bucks, they was able to knock off the Nets on their quest to an NBA championship last season. They playing pretty good ball, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Milwaukee has. Currently, they sitting in the two-seed. Simply about a game out from Miami currently at this point. So, the East, man, definitely when I speak of the East, I also, too, got to mention probably the hottest team in the East, man, and that's the Boston Celtics, man. I mean, they 9-1 over the last 10 games, man. They went from a team that people was talking about trading Brown, man, and Tatum. But look at them now. You got a first-time head coach in uh, Yudoka up there in Boston, man, and Boston has made some moves, got themselves in the fourth position. Uh, they're pretty much a game and a half, two games out, man, of the first slot in the whole East, the Eastern Conference, man. So their team been playing some tremendous defense. So they're trying to creep on the come up right now, man. So we'll see how that all unfolds, man, and the landscape going down to the stretch run, man. You know we're going to get into the uh, playoff preview once we get into the final stretch of the NBA season, man. Also, too, another guy that's out on the West Coast, man, is Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors. He took a foot injury. Uh, looks like he's probably going to be out until the, uh, you know, to the playoffs for them. You know, they just basically trying to hold the fort down, man, because it's been a situation for them. You know, they've been having several guys in and out of the lineup. We got Draymond Green coming back from them, uh, you know, about a week or so ago. So they're trying to, you know, get they, they thing together, man. They're currently sitting in the third seed as Memphis, you know, overtook them a couple games ago, man, getting that second seed. And we all know Phoenix is sitting in the first position in the West. They're having a tremendous season, man. They're on their way to a 60-game season, even with Chris Paul being out, another key guy that's out. They've been playing good basketball, man. Blew out my Bulls the other day pretty nicely, man, as my Bulls been hitting the skids, man. We sitting in the fifth position currently, man. And, Got some guys, you know, Patrick Williams coming back. We got Caruso back. It's definitely we need Lonzo Ball back in the fold, man. If we're going to do anything in the playoffs, man. So we definitely been on the skids three and seven in our last 10 games, man. So NBA, man, is into the final stretch. There's some teams out here still trying to jockey for position. We're going to definitely get into the playoffs as the regular season unfolds, man, and who I see may be able to potentially make a run. And we also, too, going to have my final MVP look for the NBA man my grand prediction who I think is going to win the MVP award I think Joel Embiid right now is in that first position but we're going to get into that once again man I appreciate everybody for listening we on five sports podcast
Coming up, my conversation with Steve, NFL correspondent, as we break down the moves and movement across the National Football League. We on Five Sports Podcast. We on Five Sports Podcast. Man, we just saw the richest contract in NFL history, $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson, to the Cleveland Browns in the trade, going from the Houston, Texas, up to Cleveland for Mr. Deshaun Watson, getting $230 million in the process. As we all know, he's got allegations out here, man, floating out here, man. You know, so you know what I had to bring my NFL correspondent through, man, the Connect Gang, man, on this whole situation, man. First of all, man, let me ask you how you feel about that situation with Deshaun, man, signing with the Browns. I think it was a great move. I mean, you had to sell out. You had to go all in. Browns have had trouble landing a quarterback going now on, what, 40 some odd years since Bernie Kosar, really? So, you know, they haven't had a quarterback ever. And when you're that thirsty, you you, got to commit. And you're talking about a top five quarterback. I think him not getting any criminal charges. Uh, Grand jury didn't, uh, didn't levy any criminal charges or, or didn't find anything worth prosecuting. Uh, once that happened, they kind of really just opened up the door to make sure that you know, you're going to go out and get Deshaun Watson. And I think, you know, first round picks, well, you know, Cleveland's drafted quarterbacks before. They haven't had that over the years. And so, weren't going to get a quarterback to the draft and who else is available that's going to come to Cleveland through free agency uh, that's not going to happen guys like Deshaun don't come on the market very often if you're Cleveland you got a ready-made roster you're ready to go all that's missing is a bona fide leader with whatever his legal issues are guys follow Deshaun he's well liked in the locker room he's a leader know he's going to come to work and he's going to be prepared he's going to be ready to go he might want to go get a massage but you know he's going to be he's, he's going to be in the room in the quarterback room and he's going to be studying he's going to do the things he has to do as a pro to get ready but i think you know if you're cleveland you just had to sell out and it opens up the pandora box for sure i mean you're starting to maybe now in the nfl we're going to start to see some of these you know basketball baseball contracts where the money's all guaranteed now that these quarterbacks um but, you know, in the case of Deshaun Watson, I think for Cleveland, it was well worth it. Yeah, I think that, you know, especially with the contract, I mean, I think we just seen uh, some historic, meaning that I think that to, to me, every top five quarterback that's up for free agency getting guaranteed money at this point. I mean, I think that you can pretty much kind of bank that at this point. You know, I think that uh, for Cleveland, as you mentioned, they got a, made, a ready-made roster. Um, you know, we got the best running game in the National Football League. You brought in Amari Cooper. So on the offensive side, David uh, Joku, um, you know, they extended him. So, right. yeah, I think that the moves that they made, especially just talking about just the offensive side of the football, puts them into definitely Super Bowl contention in the wild AFC. I mean, I don't right. think that in my years of following the National Football League, I've seen so many great, good quarterbacks just simply go to AFC teams, whether it's Matt Ryan going to the Colts. You got uh, Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to the Broncos. You know, so you've seen some big-time movement. 
So what do you think? Who you who do you think in the AFC as far as like the movements of the quarterbacks? Who you think that is going to be able to lead his team to the fur the furthest possibly to a Super Bowl? Well, I, I, I think really I think it's Matt Ryan because I think he's in the he's in, he's in an ideal situation. He's with the ideal team. I think that team fits him so well because they're able to run the football and they got some receiving help and. You know, when that offensive line is healthy, he's got probably, well, arguably, one of the better offensive lines in the AFC. I think it's Matt Ryan, but if I had to say a close second, it's it's Russ. I mean, I, I think Russ has a ready-made team as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, his weapons and and how he's able to connect with those guys. But he has a great running back. Uh, you know, their defense is stellar. Uh, out of the, out of all three of these quarterbacks, I think Denver's defense. You know, we're talking about Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and the Colts. Mm-hmm. And, and the Colts. I think Denver's defense is probably the best, better, the best one out of all. Yeah, I would and agree. So, yeah, and so I think that alone will benefit uh, Russ, give him an edge. Now, the Sean, I can't give it to him yet because he's been away from football. We've going on two years now, almost that he hasn't played. So it's kind of hard for me to envision him coming in and getting to the Super Bowl uh, after missing so much time on the field. He might get suspended again at the start of this season. So, you know, it, it, it's Matt Ryan, but Russ is right there, close second. I think he's going to be he's going to be a difference maker in that in that division. But he's playing in the tougher division. Matt Ryan has an easy path. Uh, he played Jacksonville twice. That alone, you know, unless you're Carson Wentz, that alone right there. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> You about to say, you, should, did you see the last game, my man? Right, exactly. It should, 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 should help you out. I mean, that should be an easy to win right there, right? But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think his, he has an easier division. They're playing the easier division, so I think that might, might benefit him. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely my Ryan life. Yeah, I would agree that he got the easier path playing in the AFC South. I mean, you pretty much just have to worry about presently. You just got to worry about uh, the Tennessee Titans in that division. Uh, for me, you know, I'm kind of on the same plane with, with Russell Wilson. And I think that, you know, also, too, we look at their wide receiver core. I mean, I think that they, you know, you know, you got Jerry Judy, who, you know, he was nicked up a little bit last season, but has a lot of potential. You know, so they got some guys, you know, uh, I forgot what was my other man's name uh, out there in uh, Denver that was putting in a little work uh, towards the towards the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, they they, they have a, a roster that, to me, I mean, they're in a, a, tougher, a tougher part of the AFC or tougher division in the AFC. But, yeah, they could be a team that, you know, go from not making the playoffs to a team that you can easily see potentially in the AFC uh, championship game. You know, so... Yeah, the AFC, man, is, is definitely stout. You know, obviously, uh, you know, you guys, your, your Miami Dolphins, y'all didn't make any quarterback moves, but y'all made, obviously, that big, huge trade with Tyreek Hill. What do you think, man? And, you know, a lot of people, the target is going to be on Tua's back, man. What do you think now, man, with Tua, with, with the upgrade at weapons y'all made, y'all made uh, during this uh, free agency and trade period? Well, Dolphins, uh... We're just talking about Tua, just from from Tua's perspective. Obviously, y'all got a new uh, new head ball coach down there. Right. You know, y'all made some moves. Uh, got my big man out of uh, New Orleans, I believe, was that on the offensive line. You know, y- y'all, y- you know, Armstead, y'all done made some moves, man. So, you know, obviously. Really? The- and, and you're right. I mean, you know, 
right. It, it, it all boils down, and it, it all points to Tua. You know, are you the guy or not? Because now you have no excuses. You got an offensive-minded coach. You got running backs. You got two really good running backs. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you adapt, and they fit what you want to do, which is you know run the ball and have a zone blocking scheme, but at the same time, you know. Both those guys can play in the passing game very well. Oh, yeah. You've got a good tight end in the city. You know, you've got weapons around Tyree Hill, Waddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got, you got nothing but weapons. You know, your core, the receiving core. You know, I mean, a lot of times you see you see teams, they got one really good receiver, you know, top heavy, kind of like the Green Bay when they played with Devontae Adams when they were there. But the core itself isn't really that stellar. Uh, you know, outside of maybe the Rams, right? But now you're telling me one through four, you know, and maybe, you know, Tampa Bay, but one through four can rival just about anybody in the league. Yeah, as far as the, yeah, as far as the depth and the upside. Oh, yeah. yeah. As far as depth. I mean, yeah. Waddle was a thousand, a thousand yard receiver, you know, over a hundred catches. You know, Tyreek Hill, you know what he is. He, he's, you know, Devontae Parker, Another guy that if he's healthy, he's gonna give you some. So you know those top, those three right there can rival just about any other three in the league. What, and so well, yeah. you know, really, that means Tua has to perform. And if he can't do it this year, Dolphins got two first round picks next year. Jack. They're going shopping for a quarterback. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Uh... Yeah, I think you spot on with that. And that's how I, and, and you know, a lot of people, you know, iffy on tour. You know, I'm more so in the approach of, you know, you just got to wait and see. I mean, at the no, end. I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely Yeah, you got to wait. You got to wait and see. I mean, because, I mean, remember him at, you know, University of Alabama. I mean, he was able to get the ball down the field. I mean, he had a, you know, obviously a stud wide receiver core like he does now. So for right. me, the, the biggest thing for him is just him just being healthy, first and foremost. You know, you can't have him out there, you know, missing ball games, especially with this, you know, with the moves that y'all made. So, to me, I think that as long as he's on the field, I think you're going to see, you know, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Justin Herbert, per se, but I think you may see some improvements, say, in the, into it, man. So, we're going to see, man, how that how that unfolds. I'll say this, but, you know, when he came out, it's Tom was always Steve Young. Um, obviously oh, yeah. being a lefty, but oh, yeah. more, so, more, more so because you, you I mean, it goes back in the, we were talking about the 80s and 90s, if you're a central, you know, West Coast quarterback, you know, hitting you on slants, hitting you on, you know, comeback route, hitting the back, the backs out of the backfield, and then every now and then hitting you deep on the deep route and get you, you know, that's what, that was his, really his game in, 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 in in Alabama, and you know he's accurate with the football. His ball placement is great. He gives guys the opportunity to run after the catch. He's probably right now a top when it comes to accuracy. He's probably top five in the league. Problem with that, and he had a great game last year. Problem with two, uh, obviously, he wasn't working too much last year. Uh, he didn't have he, uh, Brian Brian Ford as he was defensive minded coach. Didn't believe in Tua. Uh, he wanted Herbert. He coached Herbert in the Super Bowl, in, in the Senior Bowl. Sorry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so you know he didn't get his guy, but he gave him Tua coming off an injury, a really big injury. Then you have no offensive line help. You got no running back help. 
uh, you know, the receivers, the top receivers before Waddle got there was Devontae Parker. He was hurt. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you, know you, had, you got guys hurt all around him. So, you know, now, you know, the training rules are off. And, 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 and with all that being said from last year, he still had, you know, some really good games. When you look like back on the game against uh, Arizona uh, and, you know, a couple other really good games his rookie year as well so you know he had good games and he showed up but it's the big games he, he couldn't do much so against the buffaloes of the world especially when you know you got you got basically the afc east riding on this game and two of them really show up Dolphins in general really did show up. uh you know those were the were the issues with him i think now he's better suited to compete in those matchups and uh you know yeah, man, I think that, uh, yeah, the target, you know, going to be on his back. And as we were talking about receivers, man. We on Fire Sports Podcast. Man, we just saw the richest contract in NFL history, $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson, to the Cleveland Browns in the trade, going from the Houston, Texas, up to Cleveland for Mr. Deshaun Watson, getting $230 million in the process. As we all know, he's got allegations out here, man, floating out here, man. You know, so you know I had to bring my NFL correspondent through, man, the Connect Gang, man, on this whole situation, man. First of all, man, let me ask you how you feel about that situation with Deshaun, man, signing with the Browns. I think it was a great move. I mean, you had to sell out. You had to go all in. Browns have had you know, trouble landing a quarterback going now on, what, 40 some odd years since Bernie Kosar, really? So, you know, they haven't had a quarterback ever. And when you're that thirsty, you, you, you got to commit. And you're talking about a top five quarterback. I think him not getting any criminal charges. Uh, Grand jury didn't, uh, didn't levy any criminal charges or, or didn't find anything worth prosecuting. Uh, once that happened, they kind of really just opened up the door to make sure that you know, you're going to go out and get Deshaun Watson. And I think, you know, first round picks, well, you know, Cleveland's drafted quarterbacks before. They haven't had that over the years. And so, weren't going to get a quarterback through the draft and who else is available that's going to come to Cleveland through free agency Uh, that's not going to happen guys like Deshaun don't come on the market very often if you're Cleveland you got a ready-made roster you're ready to go all that's missing is a bona fide leader with whatever his legal issues are guys follow Deshaun he's well liked in the locker room he's a leader you know he's going to come to work and he's going to be He's gonna be ready to go. He might want to go get a massage, but you know he's gonna be he's, he's gonna be in the room in the quarterback room, and he's gonna be studying. He's gonna do the things he has to as a pro to get ready. But I think you know if you're Cleveland, you just had to sell out, and it opens up the Pandora box for sure. I mean, you're starting to maybe now in the NFL we're gonna to start to see some of these you know basketball, baseball contracts where the money's all guaranteed now to these quarterbacks. Um, but you know. In the case of Deshaun Watson, I think for Cleveland, it was well worth it. Yeah, I think that, you know, especially with the contract, I mean, I think we just seen uh, some historic 
Meaning that I think that to, to me, every top five quarterback that's up for free agency getting guaranteed money at this point. I mean, I think that you can pretty much kind of bank that at this point. You know, I think that uh, for Cleveland, as you mentioned, they got a, made, a ready-made roster. Uh, you know, they got the best running game in the National Football League. You brought in Amari Cooper. So on the offensive side, David uh, Joku, um, you know, they extended him. So, right. yeah, I think that the moves that they made, especially just talking about just the offensive side of the football, puts them into definitely Super Bowl contention in the wild AFC. I mean, I don't right. think that in my years of following the National Football League, I've seen so many great, good quarterbacks just simply go to AFC teams, whether it's Matt Ryan going to the Colts. You got uh, Russell Wilson going from the Seahawks to the Broncos. You know, so you've seen some big-time movement. So what do you think? Who do you, who do you think in the AFC as far as, like, the movements of the quarterbacks? Who do you think that is going to be able to lead his team to the, fur- the furthest, possibly to a Super Bowl? Well, I, I think really, I think it's Matt Ryan because I think he's in the he's in, he's in the ideal situation. He's with the ideal team. I think that team fits him so well because they're able to run the football and they got some receiving help. And you know, when that offensive line is healthy, he's got probably one, arguably one of the better offensive lines in the AFC. I think it's Matt Ryan, but if I had to say a close second. It's, it's Russ. I mean, I, I think Russ has a ready-made team as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, his weapons and, and how he's able to connect with those guys. But he has a great running back. Uh, you know, their defense is stellar. Uh, out of the, out of all three of these quarterbacks, I think Denver's defense, you know, we're talking about Sean Watson, Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. and the Colts mm-hmm. and, and the Colts I think Denver's defense is probably the best, better, the best one out of all yeah I would and agree so, yeah and so I think that alone will benefit uh, Russ give him an edge uh, Sean, I can't give it to him yet because he's been away from football going on two years now almost that he hasn't played so it's kind of hard for me to envision him coming in and getting to the Super Bowl uh, after missing so much time on the field he might get suspended again at the start of this season so yo it's Matt Ryan, but Russ is right there, close second. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be a difference maker in that in that division. But he's playing in the tougher division. Matt Ryan has an easy path. Uh, he played Jacksonville twice. That alone, you know, unless your Carson wins, that alone right there. <laughs> right, exactly. You about to say you did you see the last game, my man? Right, exactly. Should help you out. I mean, that should be an easy win right there, right? But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think his, he has an easier division. They're playing the easier division, so I think that might, like, might benefit him. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's definitely Mike Ryan, right? Yeah, I would agree that he got the easier path playing in the AFC South. I mean, you pretty much just have to worry about presently. You just got to worry about uh, the Tennessee Titans in that division. Uh, for me, you know, I'm kind of on the same plane with, with Russell Wilson. And I think that, you know, also, too, we look at their wide receiver core. I mean, I think that they, you know, you got Jerry Judy, who, you know, he was nicked up a little bit last season, but has a lot of potential. You know, so they got some guys, you know, uh, I forgot what was my other man's name uh, out there in uh, Denver that was putting in a little work uh, towards, the, towards the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they have a, a roster that, to me, I mean, they're in a, a, tougher, a tougher part of the AFC or tougher division in the AFC. But, yeah, they could be a team that 
you know, go from not making the playoffs to a team that you can easily see potentially in the AFC uh, championship game. You know, so, yeah, the AFC, man, is, is definitely stout. You know, obviously, um, you know, you guys, your, your Miami Dolphins, y'all didn't make any quarterback moves, but y'all made obviously that big, huge trade with Tyreek Hill. What do you think, man? And, you know, a lot of people, the target is going to be on Tua's back, man. What do you think now, man, with Tua, with, with the upgrade at weapons y'all y'all made uh, during this uh, free agency and trade period? Dolphins? Uh, We're no. just talking about Tua, just from, from Tua's perspective. Obviously, y'all got a new uh, new head ball coach down there. Right. You know, y'all made some moves. Uh, got my big man out of uh, New Orleans, I believe, was that on the offensive line? You know, y'all, y'all, you know, Armstead, y'all have made some moves, man. So, you know, obviously, really? the... and, and you're right. It, it, it all boils down, and it, it all points to Tua. You know, are you the guy or not? Because now you have no excuses. You got an offensive-minded coach. You got running backs. You got two really good running backs. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you put that, and they fit what you want to do, which is. You know, run the ball and have its own blocking scheme, but at the same time, you know, both those guys can play in the passing game very well. Oh, yeah. You've got a good tight end and can sing. You know, you've got weapons about Tyree Hill, Waddle. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, you got nothing but weapons. You know, your core, the receiving core, you know, I mean, a lot of times you see you see teams, they got one really good receiver, you know, top heavy, kind of like a three bay when they play with Devontae Adams when they were there. But the core itself isn't really that stellar, uh, you know. Outside of maybe the Rams, right? But now you're telling me one through four, you know, and maybe you know Tampa Bay. But one through four can rival just about anybody in the league. Yeah, as far as the yeah, as far as the depth and the upside. Okay. Yeah. As far as depth, I mean, yeah. Waddle was a thousand, a thousand yard receiver. You know, over a hundred catches. You know, Tyreek Hill. You know what he is. Devontae Parker, another guy that if he's healthy, he's going to give you some. So, you know, those top, those three right there can rival just about any other three in the league. And so, you know, really, that means Tua has to perform. And if he can't do it this year, Dolphins got two first-round picks next year in draft. They're going to shop for a quarterback. It's that simple. Yeah, yeah, I think that... Uh... Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. And that's how I, and, and you know, a lot of people, you know, iffy on tour. You know, I'm also in the approach of, you know, you just got to wait and see. I mean, at the no, end. You're right. Yeah, you're Yeah, you got you to gotta wait and see. I mean, because, I mean, remember, Matt, you know, University of Alabama. I mean, he was able to get the ball down the field. I mean, he had, a, you know, obviously a stud wide receiver core like he does now. So, for me, the, the biggest thing for him is just him just being healthy first and foremost. You know, you can't have him out there, you know, missing ball games, especially with this, you know, with the moves that y'all made. So, to me, I think that as long as he's on the field, I think you're going to see, you know, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Justin Herbert, per se, but I think you may see some improvements, say, in the, into it, man. So, we're going to see, man, how that how that unfolds. I'll say this, but, you know, when he came out, it's Tom was always Steve Young. Obviously, oh, yeah. being a lefty, but oh, yeah. more, so, more, more so because you knew. I mean, if it was back in the if we were talking about the 80s and 90s, it'd be your quintessential, you know, West Coast quarterback. You know, hitting you on slants, hitting you on, you know, comeback route, hitting the, back, the backs out of the backfield, and then every now and then hitting you deep on 
a deep route and get you. You know, that's what that was his really his game in in in, in, in Alabama. And you know he's accurate with the football. His ball placement is great. He gives guys the opportunity to run after the catch. He's probably right now a top when it comes to accuracy, probably top five in the league. Problem with and he had a great game last year. Problem with Tua, obviously he wasn't working for much last year. Uh, he didn't have him. Uh, Ryan Brian Ford, as he was, defensive-minded coach, didn't believe in Tua. He, he wanted Herbert. He coached Herbert in the Super Bowl, in, in the senior bowl, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, he didn't get his guy, but he him Tua, coming off an injury, a really big injury. Then you have no offensive line help. You got no running back help. Uh, you know, your receivers, your top receivers, before Water got there with was Monty Parker, he was hurt. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you, know you, had, you got guys hurt all around him. So, you know, now, you know, the training rules are off. And, 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 and with all that being said from last year, he still had, you know, some really good games. When you look like back on the game against uh, Arizona uh, and, you know, a couple other really good games in his rookie year as well. So, you know, he had good games and he showed up, but it's the big games he Yeah, man, I think that, uh, yeah, the target, you know, going to be on his back. And as we were talking about receivers, man. Once again, thanks for listening to episode number 35. Man, we had some big-time movement across the National Football League as, man, quarterbacks and players getting moved, man, some huge moves out here. We had Tariq Hill, man, going from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins, still trying to wrap my head around that. Had Matt Ryan going to the Colts. Man, we had Deshaun Watson, man, getting paid $230 million guaranteed. You know, I brought my NFL correspondent Steve through, man, as we talked about all of those moves across the NFL. want to thank him for falling through. Man, got into the NBA, man, as we get into the final stretch of the season. Had a couple of key players that's out, man. Teams just trying to get to the final stretch, jockey for position in the NBA. So we broke that down in this episode. Also, too, man, once again, I want to thank everybody for listening, man. Your uh, listening and appreciation of the show, man. I really do appreciate that. So once again, another banger out of the way, man. Episode number 35. We on Fire Sports Podcast.